And you are listening to what she said on 1059 The Region. Kate happens to be away in Australia this week. Sunny Australia. Poor her. <laughs> no. And film critic Anne Brody is here to help hold down the fort because God knows I can't talk. <laughs> How are you? Oh, Chris, I, I'm just so insanely happy that spring is here. The air is clean, the sun's bright. And you're a big gardener, and so little yes. sprouts of things are coming up, although That's it's right. looking gray. You're, you're waiting now for those pops of you know bright what? green. Heart's thumping about yeah. it. Yep. Today's show is brought to you by Meridian Credit Union. Expecting more for your money, that's wealth esteem. And there is no doubt that as lifestyles have changed over the past decade, so too have the businesses that have sprung up to accommodate those yes. changes. And we'll be talking to two of the many players in the field of what is termed the convenience revolution. Penguin Pickup, a friendly neighborhood shop that takes the hassle out of online orders, and Alfred, a smaller but also key player, and Toronto's only 24-hour eco-friendly dry cleaning, shoe repair, wash and fold, laundry, and alteration service. That exists? It exists. Wow. <laughs> it exists. It exists. Oh, I can't wait to hear that segment. But you know, serious stuff. The arrest of R&B singer R. Kelly on charges of sexually abusing girls as young as 13 has refocused the Me Too spotlight onto the abuse of underage girls and mm -hmm. tragic stuff. We'll be joined by Ronell Bruder. Now, she is a human trafficking survivor, a youth advocate, speaker, researcher, and founder of the RISE Initiative, which is a grassroots initiative supporting vulnerable youth, many of whom are also survivors. She's going to tell us her story and how parents in the community can keep young girls safe. Well, I'm, I'm dying to hear that because I, yeah. I wouldn't know what to do, right? Yeah. Julian Taylor from the Julian Taylor Band will be here to serenade us with a brand new song. And, and you're going to tell us what to watch and avoid at the movies this weekend. Plus, tell us who you just interviewed. Oh, my God. Danny DeVito. Oh. <laughs> he and I go way back, I think, to 89 or 90. I think I've interviewed him maybe eight times. And he's just the most positive sunshine. He's a beam of light. You walk into a room and the lights aren't from the, you know, camera yeah, lights. It's, it's from him. coming from him. I can't wait. And his hair is a little gray now and he wears gray glasses. But he was just so smart and thoughtful. We're talking about Dumbo. And he had a lot of really profound, complex ideas on, on what the, the film means. Can't wait to hear it. And don't forget to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk, where you can watch today's interviews, download our free Apple podcast, and connect with us. Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Meridian's three-year escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. 
Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. The arrest of R&B singer R. Kelly on charges of sexually abusing girls as young as 13 years old has focused the lens on the Me Too movement and the abuse of underage girls. Joining us today is Ronell Bruder. She's a human trafficking survivor, youth advocate, speaker, researcher, and founder of the RISE Initiative, a grassroots initiative supporting vulnerable youth, many of whom are also survivors. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ronell. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, you were just a teenager when you were thrust into the sex industry under the influence of pimps. And you say that the initial allure of easy money and a glamorous lifestyle appealed to your teenage, very immature and very insecure self. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I was a very vulnerable youth. I was homeless. I was in and out of youth shelters. And so because of that, that made me that much more vulnerable to traffickers. And I actually met a young woman at that time who herself, I would find out later on, was under influence of traffickers. And she was the one that introduced me to them. And even when I first met my trafficker, it was under the impression of a boyfriend. So someone who was going to be my boyfriend, someone who wanted to support me and really just help me turn my life around. And so when he suggested dancing, you know, working in strip clubs and dancing as a way to make money to have this kind of ideal life that I was hoping for at that time, to me, it just seemed okay, no big deal. Um, And it really was once I started dancing, I was working in the industry that I realized this is not what I wanted to do. But now you're under the control of somebody and you can't just walk away and leave. And more and more, I became just exposed to violence, sexual violence, physical violence, and really was starting to feel for my life. And that was what really propelled me to leave and to escape. Why do you say that R. Kelly's alleged predatory behavior is that of a human trafficker who systematically targeted, groomed, and exploited countless women and children, as opposed to just an immoral person. Yes. And really, so I watched the surviving R. Kelly docuseries and listening to the young women talk about their encounters with R. Kelly, it was very much in line with sort of the methodology of what human traffickers use. So the luring, the grooming, the coercion, and the exploitation. So kind of all those different stages that we know human traffickers use, R. Kelly was using. And the only difference was that that final stage of the exploitation, there was no financial gain for R. Kelly. But he was still having them and exploiting them under some sort of, I think it's been called a sex cult. And there is reports that these women were told who to sleep with and they were forced to sleep with other women and other men. So it is still in line with human trafficking. It's just not the point of he wasn't making money. He wasn't profiting off these women, but he was controlling them and he was exploiting them. People who look from the inside, from the outside in uh, can be judgmental. Mm -hmm. And maybe the key that they don't realize that you have emphasized Mm -hmm. is that you come in being innocent, you have no intention of of being a working in the sex yeah. industry. You are groomed for it. So they use your insecurity and they use your maybe your immatureness or the fact that you've not had things and you want some basic things, like some nice clothes or you know, to eat a nice meal or to have your hair done or stupid things. Yes. Yeah, so that's um, what um we call that sort of the honeymoon stage. So predators will look for vulnerable youth, like you had said, and then they'll kind of wind them, dine them, right? So it's buying them nice gifts, clothes, taking them out, treating you like a princess. 
And that's kind of get you in and get you to fall in love. And once they have you where they want you, then that's where the manipulation and the control starts to come in. And it's you have to do this for me if you want this. Or I need you to help me. So can you, you know, I need some money. Can you help me? And for a lot of young women, they actually feel obligated to this person. Sometimes this person is the only person that they feel cares well, about them. Yeah. yeah. And so you don't realize that you've been manipulated and you're thinking that you're in love. You've been prepped. Yeah. You've been prepped. Yeah. So we always think that this doesn't happen in yes. our in our community. But uh, there are local stories of human trafficking and and showing us the pervasiveness of this crime. Does Ontario have a problem? Yes, absolutely. Um, I support the Toronto Human Trafficking Department um, here with the police, and they will tell you that they're actually seeing an upward trend of cases of human trafficking here in the city. It is, it's a crime that's happening in plain sight. So it's happening all around us, but we're not talking about it. And because we're not talking about it, it's allowing predators and traffickers to sort of attack and use and, you know, go for our children. Why do you think it's rising I think there's a lot of different reasons. I think access to children is a lot easier when you think of something like social media. Do you know what I mean? Like traffickers are going on Instagram. They're on Snapchat. They're on all those sort of platforms of social media. And they're able to target young people, befriend them and exploit their vulnerability. So I think there's just a lot of more access to young people. And a lot of people, we're not talking about this as well. Just as a society, we're not having conversations about human trafficking. No, you're right. We aren't. And I remember when I was, you know, many, many years ago when I was uh, a young mother, they uh, the place to worry about was the bus, uh, the bus yeah. terminal near the Eaton Center. And I remember my uh, my daughter wanted to go down there with her friends, yeah. and I said, "You're 15. You're all blonde. You're all cute. Not no way in yeah. hell are you going. And if you're going down to the Eaton Center, I'm coming with you." Yeah. Um, but but it's it's not any particular spot. It's everywhere now. Yeah, I mean, it's still malls. It's still it's places where young people hang out. So there's going to be malls. There's places where you can find youth you know, homeless shelters, group homes and things like that. But then the social media, I mean, there was one case most recently of a young woman who was targeted and recruited off of Tinder, which is a dating app. So, I mean, this is how pervasive this crime is and everyone is vulnerable. So it's not just a certain type of girl. It's young women from all backgrounds, all social economical backgrounds, the suburbs, urban centers. So, so uh, what can parents and the community do to keep mm. young women and girls safe. I don't have much contact with young women or girls. I mean, yeah. in my day-to-day life, but but I would love to to help. Yeah, I think as parents, um, and I'm a mother myself yeah. too, so it's having these conversations. It's being comfortable talking about sex, talking about human trafficking with your children. It's having conversations about what a healthy relationship looks like. Because I know when I was younger, to me, just someone saying that they loved me meant it was a healthy relationship. Like, I just didn't know. Do you know what I mean? So making sure that our young girls and our young boys know what a healthy relationship looks like and what are red flags. Like, what should they be alert for? What should they be looking out for? And what should they be looking out for? So, I mean, if you meet somebody and right away they're, you know, I love you. I want to do this for you. It's almost, you know, that saying, it's too good to be yeah. true. It probably is that kind of thing. If they're trying to isolate you from your friends and your family, so it's just you and them and nobody else kind of behavior. You you and them against the world. world, Like that type of behavior. If they're all of a sudden showering you with things. Do you know what I mean? Like I tell a lot of parents, if all of a sudden you notice your young daughter comes home with expensive jewelry and a Louis Vuitton bag, I mean, 
you know a six-year-old can't you know, afford that on their own. You have to start to wonder what's going on and who's in their life. One of the complications, I think, for parents is that, especially with young girls, there's that sort of hormonal stage yeah. where they don't like you, they don't yeah. want to be around you, and you have trouble just communicating about coming down for dinner, never mind <laughs> anything else. Uh, but that's always been the case. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's still the case. But I think just trying to, you know, and not starting when, you know, they're 16 and 17. It's one of the things where we have to start having these conversations when our children are 8, 9, 10. I mean, age-appropriate conversations. Yes. But opening up the dialogue to talk about these kinds of things. Not everybody is nice. Yes. Way before they enter high school because, they're. I mean, they're targeting children young as 12 and 13. So we need to have these conversations early on. So, Ronell, you're a member of both the Toronto Counter-Human Trafficking Network and Anti-Trafficking Advisory Table. You've written extensively about human trafficking and the effects of sexual exploitation on victims. Where can people connect with you online? Yeah, so you can go to my website, so www.ronellbruder.com, and you can follow me on social media, and my handle is Bruder. so... Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today because, you know, it takes a lot of courage to come out and and talk about all the things that you've gone through, people have gone through. Uh, Everybody has a story. (laughs) And in your case, you're sharing that story Mm -hmm. hopefully will help a lot of parents um, and maybe older sisters or whomever, somebody in a family, siblings, aunts and uncles, help, you know, keep a watch out for vulnerable young people. Yeah, really, my hope is just to help create awareness and education so we can keep I our children boys safe. Are, I guess boys are vulnerable, too. Boys are vulnerable, too. Yes. Yeah. So Not just girls. Everybody. All Every, our children. All yes. our children. Thank <laughs> yes. you so much. Yes. Thank you. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Tell you about my friend Alfred. Alfred has truly revolutionized dry cleaning in the GTA. You see, we're all busy. Some may even say too busy. And Alfred's laundry list of services are here to help. They include wash and fold, dry cleaning, alterations, as well as shoe cleaning and repairs. Alfred takes care of it all. Simply drop your garments off with your concierge or at any penguin pickup location in the GTA, and Alfred will take care of the rest. Learn more today at alfredservice.com or through the free Alfred Service app. Sign up today and get a first-time discount by entering the promo code WHATSHESAID. Hi, I'm Stephanie Krasik, founder of StrainPrint. If you want to learn more about cannabis and are curious about it and maybe are thinking about using it for yourself, check out strainprint.ca. Check out our community that we have, which is filled with wonderful people and great conversations. And download the app StrainPrint for free at Google Play or the App Store. Looking for a better brunch? We found it for you at Draco Restaurant, inside the spectacular brand new Toronto Marriott Markham on Enterprise Boulevard. All your delicious brunch favorites, plus signature cocktails, every Sunday from 10 till 2. Take our word for it, you'll love the space and you'll love the food. It's easy to reserve now on opentable.ca or call 905-489-1400. Elevate your brunch, Sundays at Draco. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. 
There is no doubt that as lifestyles have changed over the past decade, so too have the businesses that have sprung up to accommodate those changes. Take Amazon, for example, a huge player in the convenience revolution, as it is loosely termed. Now, survey after survey tells us that free time is really what people value most, and there is a growing economy focused on just that. Joining us in studio today are two of the many, many players in the field. Penguin Pickup, a big player, and Alfred, a smaller but also key player. Evelyn Pokora is the manager of business development for Penguin Pickup, and Olivia Brammer is the marketing manager for Alfred. Ladies, welcome to what she said. Thanks for having us. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, I do want to mention that I do have a familial connection with Alfred. That being said, I am a huge advocate of convenience in all its forms and all the players in this field. So let's get started with you, Evelyn. Tell any of our listeners who may not know, hard to imagine, but there may be the odd one, Mm -hmm. what Penguin Pickup (laughs) does and the impetus that started it. Sure. So many years ago, uh, before Penguin Pickup started, Mitch Goldhar, who's the founder of Smart Centers, uh, he forecasted that more and more people would shop online. And this, in turn, is going to affect the brick and mortar space. Uh, So the thinking was really, why not provide something that's convenient both to the customers and to the tenants? So the concept behind it was to be proactive instead of reactive. And we wanted to be a part of shaping the evolution of retail. And that's when Penguin Pickup was born. So in 2016, we had started with um, doing frozen food and Wegjeg had come on board. And that was really a game changer for us. Uh, shortly after about six months, we had started fresh food. And that, that's when Walmart came on board. So um, initially, as we stand today, we have 106 staffed locations across uh, Canada. So we have a wide network. We're able to offer customers a better way to shop. So essentially, as a consumer, you can buy anything from anywhere and have it delivered to a Penguin Pickup for free. What we're able to offer retailers is not only uh, an innovative distribution Mm -hmm. network, but also we're able to provide them presence in markets where maybe it's not feasible to open a brick and mortar store or, uh, you know, tap into a market that they haven't been able to reach previously. And the perfect example of that is what we've been able to do with Walmart in the downtown space by co-branding some of our locations. Well, the other thing, too, I'm just going to add in uh, that is amazing is that in some of the locations, it's drive through. So somebody leaving work, they've got their groceries coming there, wine, their mm-hmm. dog food, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're picking up their Alfred uh, dry cleaning, they're, you know, they're doing a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's one drive through out comes the attendant, it's you, here it is, and off you go. So that saves you like six hours yeah. of running around. And you don't even have to leave your car. And it's great for the moms with the kids in the back seat. No kidding, no kidding. <laughs> or when it's freezing, because yeah. yeah. winter was really cold. <laughs> so Olivia, uh, tell yes. us what Alfred does and the backstory about, again, how this started. Of course. So Alfred started in 2014. Um, our founder and CEO, Matt Young, um, works in the development industry and he there was kind of two things that were happening simultaneously that kind of sparked Alfred so the first was um, there's obviously a lot of condos going up and he was really trying to think of um, an amenity or something that necessarily didn't cost the condo money um, but was an added value to the residents that lived there Um, as well as you know one day he was really sick we can relate to it he was in bed got a package delivered said you know you have to come pick it up 
up by the end of the day or we have to ship it back. So kind of the whole point of living in a condo is the convenience factor of it. The lifestyle. Um, Exactly. And that's kind of where Alfred came from. So Alfred is a 24 hour, seven day a week on demand kind of butler concierge service where it comes to dry cleaning, shoe repair, alterations, wash and fold, shoe shine. Um, So how we work is we have lockers in condos where you can put your garments in our lockers, um, go through our easy to use app, website or text, drop off your order and then we send you a text when it's ready for pickup. Genius. So, brilliant. Easy peasy. <laughs> now, I, I'm going to ask both of you, you, whoever wants to answer first, do you think your respective companies sort of started three, four, five years ago? Um, do you think you were early to the game? Because there's no turning back now with Amazon and, and, mm-hmm. and companies like that. I mean, you were really sort of uh, early to the game. Yeah, absolutely. So the idea of sparked about 2010 and it was a couple years after that penguin pickup was born Um, and coming into the game so early I think one of the initial challenges we faced is getting retailers to buy into the concept Uh and I think it was mainly because at that time the idea the potential and the adoption of e-commerce was just not that obvious at the time Uh, and we didn't really know where it was going to go and where the landscape was going to go but now with the growing demand of online ordering and shopping online um, penguin pickup has become an answer to a lot of the new challenges that are arising. So now, much like Olivia had said, you see condos and they're being overwhelmed with the volume of packages. I was just going to say that. I mean, this is... I mean, I actually know of a condo that bought a suite on the main floor to gut it Mm -hmm. for packages (laughs) because nobody anticipated, because Mm -hmm. there wasn't that forward thinking 10 years ago. And now now the concierge, their job role is changing, which is becoming problematic for the condos. We're getting, we have uh, property managers that have told us they have the fire department knocking on their door and giving them fire warning notices because of all the packages sitting around. Mm -hmm. So more and more, we're seeing these kinds of issues. We're seeing porch pirates, as we both know, you know, drivers are following around delivery trucks and picking up packages off people's front doors. So it's definitely becoming an, it's becoming an issue and more and more, um, you know, putting the cost benefits of Penguin Pickup aside. Uh, we're able to see that the, uh, the, there's a value in Penguin Pickup as e-commerce continues to grow in the Canadian market. How have consumers changed their lifestyle habits in terms of their expectations of convenience? I mean, I think that can be said by the reaction you must get from your customers mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. from yours. What are your customers saying to you? So, well, we just find, you know, people are getting busier and busier. People don't have a lot of time. And when they do have time, they don't want to do errands. They don't want to go drop off their dry cleaning. They kind of want um, the convenience factor of where they can just drop something off in their condo and then go about their time. Um, So we feel like uh, people want immediate results these days. Um, And with Alfred and Penguin Pickup, you know, it's touch of a button, kind of a one-stop shop where you can get all your, your errands done. Yeah. What do your customers say? Yeah, it's the exact same kind of concept. Um, You know, I think in this day and age, retailers and businesses have to be prepared to offer customers something to differentiate themselves from the competitors. Mm -hmm. Um, Convenience, once upon a time, was going to a retailer where you can get everything in one place. And now with e-commerce, people are getting different services and products by going because of the ease of access of e-commerce. So it's really about being able to give customers what they want and convenience on their terms. And if a business isn't willing to do that, well, they're going to lose customers because they're just going to go to their competitors. Now, in your particular case, you actually partnered to bring convenience to a greater market. 
Why was that important for Alfred and Olivia? Um, we just found, you know, we service over 10,000 people in the city. And, you know, as time goes on, people move, people get older, they move to homes. And we were actually getting phone calls and requests saying, you know, we love Alfred, we want to still use you, we love the convenience factor, how can we go about this? So um, our partnership with Penguin Pickup has honestly been a match made in heaven. We <laughs> love how they offer so many services and now they can go to their closest location and still get their Alfred services done. So, And for you? Yeah, I'm just going to reiterate exactly what Olivia said. Really, Penguin Pickup is a convenience play. We're in the business of buying customers their time back. So if you take your typical errands that you would run, whether it's going grocery shopping, buying clothes, um, dropping off your dry cleaning. you know, Isn't that just the worst thing to do? You spend half a day running Half a day trying to get your hem rehemmed. <laughs> exactly. I mean, honestly. <laughs> your shoes shined. And imagine now consolidating all of those into one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really what Penguin Pickup is. And much like Olivia said, it's a match made in heaven. And it's a perfect fit because both of our companies have the same values and we're able to bring that synergy to the customers. What are you rolling out? Because I know you guys add stuff every day. (laughs) We We don't have a lot of time, but just tease us. Yeah, not a problem. So we're continuing to open locations in Toronto. We are focused on growing our our network in other urban areas. So that's rolling out in mm-hmm. 2019, something to keep an eye on. Uh, something we're all very excited about at Penguin Pickup is our new uh, liquor sales. So we're able to sell alcohol and wine, imported wine, both online and in store at Penguin Pickup units. We're launching in spring of 2019 a very unique pharmaceutical service um, that'll be launched at select locations. And I can't really say too much more at this <laughs> point, but uh, it's definitely something to keep an eye out for and for the residents in the communities. Um, We're working with major couriers, so outbound shipments. um, We're able to offer that to customers. Mm -hmm. And it's basically, in the end, the unity here between all the services is all about convenience. So... And where are you going to be in 10 years? Where's Alfred going to be? Um, We're just excited to, you know, keep expanding, keep reaching different locations. um, And obviously our amazing partnership with Penguin Pickup. We're looking forward to growing together. (laughs) So ladies, very quickly, if people want to know more about Penguin Pickup and Alfred, where can they find you? Absolutely. So any of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, or you can go on www.penguinpickup.com, register for an account. And for us, uh, Alfred's service.com um, as well as our free easy to use app just search Alfred Service in the App Store Ladies thank you so much for joining us on what she said Thanks, Thanks Christine. Christine Thank you What she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. (sighs) Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Have you met my friend Alfred? 
he's revolutionized dry cleaning in the GTA. You know, we're all busy. Some may even say too busy. And Alfred's laundry list of services is here to help. Wash and fold, dry cleaning, alterations, as well as shoe cleaning and repairs. Alfred takes care of it all. Simply drop your items with your concierge or at any Penguin pickup location in the GTA, and Alfred will take care of the rest. Learn more at alfredservice.com or through the free Alfred Service app. Sign up today and get a first-time discount by entering the promo code WHATSHESAID. This is 105.9 The Region. Well, Saturday night at 8 o'clock, I know where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick my baby up and take her to the picture show. Joining us now for Saturday Night of the Movies is film critic Ann Brody. And today we're starting off with a business thriller that got a lot of buzz at TIFF, The Hummingbird Project, and I'm hearing everybody talking about it. It's stunning. You think about, you know, Donald Trump has made business and corporations kind of... Sexy. Sexy. And this follows in that precisely. Jesse Eisenberg, who plays this frenetic, brilliant trader has an idea to shave millisecond literally milliseconds nine milliseconds oh, off the, the time algorithms. it takes yeah. yes yes in order to make a fortune and the, the way he's going to do it is he's going to build a straight line underground underground from Kansas City to Jersey under the Rockies through the water he tries he has so many obstacles including the Amish his own morality and his ex-boss, Selma Hayek, who is furious that he's done this and is stalking him out in the woods. It's so, incredible. So is it because he's just kind of off a bit? Because many Oh, he's of, off, but I think businessmen are, right? Yeah, I mean, so, top business, well, yeah. brilliant. Um, and is this to shave milliseconds off or is this just to... So because this he, grandiose thing? Uh, because he won't be distracted in a tunnel. That's it. It's oh both. My, oh it's absolutely goodness. both. Oh, my and, goodness. <laughs> and Alexander Skarsgård, the gorgeous Alexander Skarsgård, is shaving his head off. And he plays uh, a techie who has a sort of a um, savant about him. Sort of Ooh. a, you know what I mean? He's he's mentally challenged, but he's brilliant. So he, the two of them try to do it. It is such a morality tale. It'll just knock your socks I'm off. I'm going to see that for sure. By, for sure. by Canadian director and writer, Kim Nguyen. What about The Highwaymen on Netflix? This is with <laughs> Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. What which, a great team. I grew up with them. I'm I know, old. Right? Yeah. Well, they are playing two cops who I, frankly, had never given any thought to in the past. But they should be renowned. They were the two that finally caught Bonnie and Clyde after, oh. after a multi-year crime spree and dozens of slain police officers across the South during the Depression, the Dust Bowl. Yeah. So they robbed banks, this sexy couple that weren't married and they were running around together in the 30s. And uh, they were both good looking. She wrote poetry. They became folk heroes. Right. And um, But there was no stopping them because the public protected them. Right. So Woody and Kevin get together. No high tech like the yeah. FBI. He doesn't even use a radio in his car. So... 
Anyway, I, I'm not going to tell you what happens. But, just but is it good, so good good acting chemistry between the two of them? Great chemistry. Great. Great chemistry. Great. What about uh, Deanne Foley's acclaimed drama, An Audience of Chairs? You two had her in a couple of weeks ago, or was it last week? The star of the film, mm-hmm. and whose name escapes Carolina me Carolina Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And she plays a single mother uh, with two children. She lives next to the sea in Newfoundland. Uh, she's struggling with... Deep bipolar syndrome. She's also a pianist, and she's working towards this spectacular gig that will finally get her the lifestyle that she and the kids want. So all these pressures mount, and um, she doesn't pay attention to the kids. They wander off. One falls down a cliff, and... You know, it's just, she pays the consequences. It's very touching. It's hard to... It's a hard film because of the pain and suffering involved. Um, but, you know, it's it's a work of art, a work of love, too. Murders. The Murders. The Murders. Brand new show on City set in Vancouver about a girl who enters a police force, the same one. Her father was a homicide detective. She's one as well. And bit by bit, she's finding out that there's a lot of corruption behind the scenes. And she makes a big mistake on her first day, a rookie mistake. She leaves her gun in the car, and it's stolen, and there's a murder committed. So she's dealing with a lot of problems, not to mention her mother, who's a nutcase, and she's running for mayor. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's promising. Then we're talking about a six-part British comedy series, Damned. <laughs> you love it's these. Hilarious. I love these. I'm beginning Good. to love Australian. <gasps> comedy? Uh, or anything. anything. Yes. Like they, they really do good stuff. You know, and I try to watch American shows. Uh, no, I mean, and it's they, not they anti-American, anti-Canadian, but I, I just, I yeah, think yeah. they've got Well, there's stuff. a whole lot of stuff out there in the world that we have to investigate. Mm-hmm. So this stars um, Joe Brand, who is a filthy mouse actress. She's also very talented, and she's maybe in her late 60s, 70s. She and Alan Parker run a social work center. So they get all these people coming in looking for stuff. Stuff and they're uh, they're so jaded. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they just don't care. Handheld camera walking through this warren of desks where people are slamming phones down and people are coming in with guns and it's very funny. <laughs> oh, sounds good. Uh, what about Village of the Missing? Oh yeah, that's on CBC uh, Point of View Docs. It's about the Bruce MacArthur case, but from the point of view of the victims who came from other places, who wound up in the gay village, and it looks at their backgrounds and what they, the reason that they were drawn to him. So it's not the focus on him, it's on his victims. Well, uh, anything else quickly? Um, because we are running out of time, but of course. Out. Oh, yes, yes. Disney's launching a new streaming service. Disney Plus in the fall. Oh, Oh my God. They're going to have everything. Plus, they're going to make new original material for Star Wars, for all their their big series. It's going to be huge. It took over Fox, didn't it? They just bought it today for, like, I don't know how many billion dollars. Oh, my goodness (laughs) gracious. Well, there's much more in terms of movie and TV reviews uh, up now on whatshesaidtalk.com. And you got to sit down with Golden Globe and Emmy Award-winning actor Danny DeVito in Toronto this week. And he stars in Disney's upcoming live-action remake of Dumbo. Can't wait for that, so let's take a listen. 
You have something very rare. You have wonder. Danny DeVito, this is such a different version of Dumbo yes. than what I recall. Yes. Um, and I thought, you know, being my age and having seen so many films, eh, whatever, it, the emotion hit. Yeah. Like a yeah. freight train. It, it knocks you out. It's a beautiful movie. It knocks movie. you out. It really is a beautiful movie. Tim did a great job. You take all those themes, those really incredible themes that Disney had, the good ones in his, in his 1941 movie, the, the the story about the other the 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 odd looking yes the the one that everybody's afraid of that horrible xenophobic feeling and you know and they're all giving you the business and and then you know what you need to to embrace that and the courage that you need to overcome what and what sometimes seems to be you know your, your the detrimental things in your life wind up to be your attributes and uh, like wonderful and so you know if you embrace that but you also have to have it's a two-way street and that's what you get about at a dumbo so you need that other that other you need the kids you need the you need max medici and his circus you need uh colin farrell you need the the good people in your life the good people now your character He's a good man. He cares yes. about his people. He yes. tries to be tough. Yes. I get that feeling. He tries to be tough. Yes. But his head's turned by money. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. The idea is that it's it's not only by money. See, it's sometimes you, you, you listen to people because you really want it to work. Do you know? You really want it. He wants a better life for his circus performers. Yeah. He wants to get them into the big time. Because they deserve it. They work hard. They're great tumblers and jugglers and aerialists and everything. And we have Dumbo. And boy, this could be our big break. And then some shyster, you know, some like, you know, smooth talking, uh, you know, poke comes in and gives you the business and you fall for it. You know, we were going to be partners. We were going to take care of everybody. I didn't read the fine print. Maybe not as smart as I could have been. But my heart's in the Well, you were innocent. Well, yeah, but, you know, so we have to, it's another lesson. Yeah. We have to look out for our, our peep that, the people that we're with, and we have to make sure we want, look at the fine print and know that everybody is not in it to help everybody else. Sometimes they're in it for mercenary wow. gain. Okay, and another level of this film, yeah. it reminds me of the political situation. Yeah, absolutely. No, I know, it's, it's wow. really, yeah. I mean, we that we we were doing this movie for a couple of years now. Tim's been making it, and it's always been the same. It's just how unfortunately we were in a we we're in a this craziness with the child separation and the things that are going on, and the, the people who just think about um, their own gain and not you know the well-being of the populace. Which in our circus. Are, uh, the, it's a family. Everybody, uh, the strong man, the, the the lady under the sea, the, the the you know the jugglers, the tumblers, the clowns. Everybody's a family, and they're from all over. They're from Eastern Europe. They're from Asia. They're from Canada. From the United States. They're from Latin America, Italy. You know, it's just a potpourri of what it should be. That's the way it should be. It's the the Medici circus should be and. Not to give away the end of the movie, everything works out. Nice. Because <laughs> you wouldn't think so. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you Dan. very much.
What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Meridian's three-year escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Stephanie Krasik, founder of Strain Print. If you want to learn more about cannabis and are curious about it and maybe are thinking about using it for yourself, check out strainprint.ca. Check out our community that we have, which is filled with wonderful people and great conversations. And download the app Strain Print for free at Google Play or the App Store. This is 105.9 The Region. Joining us now in studio is Julian Taylor from the Julian Taylor Band, and they have a brand new album coming out next week. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you for having me, Christine. I'm so happy to be here. Julian, you and your bandmate, Jeremy Elliott, have been playing together for almost 25 years. You met in high school, recorded 11 albums together, and originally your mission was to reconceptualize what soul music is. So tell us about that. To be honest... It wasn't actually what we originally set out to do. We really just wanted to meet girls. <laughs> we were in high school, and I was like 4'11", and he had long, long hair and wore his grandfather's blazers, and we thought that if there was any way that girls would talk to us, that we would, we should be in a band. So that was the original thing when we were, you know, 15 years old. But it changed, and yes, it, it became something a little bit more, um, you know, creative, like trying to reconceptualize soul music, which is something that I think every artist actually does without even trying to do it, if they're really an artist that believes in what they're doing. Because I think that soul music comes from your heart. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be country music. It doesn't have to be heavy metal music. It doesn't have to be folk or blues or, you know, pop music. If it's coming from a real honest place and it touches somebody else's soul, then I believe it's soul music. So tell us then about this new album. It's called Avalanche, and it comes out on March 29th. Mm -hmm. What can people expect from this album? I went into my deepest and darkest memories and most loving memories to really create this record. Um, What happened was a couple of Christmases ago, my mom and my dad for Christmas gave me a treasure chest. Which was, I guess, you know, I have a daughter now, so they bought her all the gifts and they gave me the contents of my entire life in a box. So from when I was, you know, a newborn, there's pictures of me with my grandmother and my grandfather, them holding me the day I was born. There's pictures of me and my father and my mother and my sister as we were growing up. There's report cards in there. There's postcards in there that I wrote to them from overnight camp. There are funeral programs in that particular thing treasure chest of people that I loved and that were near and dear that we lost too soon. Um, There were letters, everything. And then it turns out I'm a bit of a pack rat in that regard too. So I took the contents of that chest and everything that I had saved and laid them all out on my attic floor. And And then started to write songs. And started to write. Well, first of all, I was just 
I just really wanted to know what was there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I started writing poetry and prose and, and all sorts of things. I'd look, I'd grab a photo and I'd look at it and I'd sit there and I'd start to just unconsciously write things down. I had pages and pages of things. That is such an amazing story about a creative process. It was pretty wild. It was hard. It was really tough. And it was, I mean, I'd sit in the attic for hours and I'd be crying and I'd be laughing and I'd be, you know, it's it's not easy to go through all of those things. Well, you're not going to be... In the attic on Saturday, March 30th. (laughs) You are going to celebrate the release with a show in Toronto at the Great Hall. This is right. Right? Yeah. Tickets are available now through Ticketfly. So where can people connect with the band online? You can go to our website, juliantaylorband.com, but we're also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look up. Oh, there's a search engine called Google. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I have, Just put our name in there. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Julian Taylor, thank you so much for joining us in studio today. That is it for what she said this weekend. We will be back again next Saturday at noon right here on 105.9 The Region. Singing us out now in our live studio sessions, here is Julian Taylor performing Sweeter. Traveling all through the night down the Trans-Canada Highway It has road signs set to five days in May Traveling from one town to the next, playing follow the leader Couldn't get any sweeter Stop to hear Chief Dan George speak at the Mission Powwow All of those lessons we learned Waiting for sundown Kept on drinking Faces like silhouettes Captured in rapture Well are we there yet Induces more laughter Trucking through Rogers Pass, moonbeams reflect on red cedars. How our love couldn't get any sweeter.
I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.